Hi, it's Dave. Welcome. Today I'm joined by Emmett Peppers, a fre frequent guest on my channel. And today we're going to be talking about um, Tesla, Elon Musk getting political, um, the stock market, a lot of stuff going on. Um, how you been, Emmett? I'm doing okay, Dave. I'm doing all right. Lots, lots going on in the markets. Uh, the last several, every week we, every couple of weeks we talk, and it's like new uh, issues with the macro market and volatility. It's, it's now Elon's. Uh, lots going on with the Twitter spat. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. How are you handling it? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm just glad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just, um, I think I've referred to this in the past, but just holding stock has kind of insulated me from a lot of the. The craziness just because you have them the time option like it just you could just wait it out you know if you ha if you're invested in a great company which i think tesla yeah. is so um yeah overall i'm doing well um um yeah my family and i were back in california for for a few weeks before heading out on a longer rv trip um to a bunch of states so um yeah it's been good um nice. um yeah. i heard you visited what a puerto puerto Rico Puerto Rico last was it last week yeah. and then you went to the all-in uh conference yeah. too. how, how, how yeah. was all that it was great it was uh like a couple mini trips in in one trip yeah I went to Puerto Rico with uh my wife came and a friend of mine who lives out uh in a place called Palma del Mar it's like on the east side of Puerto Rico and it's kind of like a bubble community of a lot of uh, mainland U.S. Uh, families uh, moving there, and mm. you get the tax benefit, and you know um, it's kind of a huge development of uh, communities and new construction. And there's like golf course and beaches. It's a beautiful area. It's super hot and humid. Um, so he's been, you know, getting us to come out there and check it out to consider moving there. And nice. probably won't move there, but you know, you get some, a great tax deal if you do move there. Obviously. <laughs> But I didn't realize it was like, you know, like 12 or 13 degrees away from the equator. I didn't realize it was that far south, like close to the equator. It was so hot and humid. And mm -hmm. um, like all year, you know, right? Yeah. All year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you're not inside, it's like unbearable. Maybe you get used to it, I guess. But it, it yeah. was rough outside. But uh, no, we enjoyed our time there and uh, spent a couple days there and then spent a couple days at Dorado, which is like the north side. That's like the. Beverly Hills version of Puerto Rico. And that's mm -hmm. a bit more upscale. And that was nice too. And then we flew to Miami for the all in summit. Yeah. Nice. But nice. what and I you... did notice about Puerto Rico is, you know, it's been in a big like population decline for like 10 years straight, apparently. And Hurricane Maria came in. That was like a once in a generation hurricane really just devoured much of the island. Right. So I was talking to my friend about like, it's almost like a value play to like buy coastal real estate, you know, mm -hmm. on Puerto Rico and, you know, you could potentially develop it or just hold on to it. You know, like people bought California coastal real estate 50 or 60 years ago and made a fortune, you know? So I wonder if there's a similar opportunity in Puerto Rico right now, given that it's like the bottom to buy it at maybe. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, no, no insight, <laughs> no input yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all in summit. Was it, um, were you there whole, the whole time for the, the summit there? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I didn't, I didn't make the Sunday night, uh, poker mm. game. I was bummed about okay. that because I love poker, but, uh, I got there early Monday morning and caught, you know, all the Monday stuff and, yeah. um, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so it was good. I, you know, I met a lot of people. I met, uh, pop up chicken. I met That's him. Right. I met chicken Meet genius. Kevin. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I met me, nice. Kevin, and uh, there was a few other, you know, Tesla investors that recognized me from your channel mm -hmm. and and such, and you know that uh, I got to talk to and get to know and stuff. And there's a lot of interesting people there. You know, you you talk to anyone there, and they, you know, everyone's friendly. It's like a little bit of mm -hmm. a fellowship. Everyone's kind of yeah. in the same kind of boat, or in some degree, know that they're all like fans of the podcast. So yeah. there's really some interesting folks there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So I have, I have my top three kind of things going on this week. So I want you to pick the most concerning uh, thing. Okay. So markets are at um, a 52 week low this past week, or they hit a low mm -hmm. number one, number two, Tesla is down f over 400 points, $400 in the past like month or so. Um, number three is Elon Musk is getting political. Um, so which of these three is kind of the most concerning or sticks out for you? 
Definitely number two. I mean, for me personally, you know, like if you're holding just the stock, like like a lot of people are, still it's painful because you see your on paper your net worth kind of get cut in half because it dropped fifty percent. You know, from twelve hundred, I guess it dropped thirty, you know, five percent or something like forty five percent or fifty percent from the highs apparently. So it's uh, you know, your your net worth even if you're just holding the stock, but if you're holding some options, a mix of options, stock, your net worth's cut a lot more than fifty percent on paper. So it's 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 a very stressful time for for many of us. You know, if people are using margin or options, which uh, you know we've discouraged on this channel, obviously. So um, that's my top concern for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, for, you your, <laughs> for your personal yeah. holdings, I mean, uh, is it still mostly Tesla stock and then? long-term long-dated leaps as well yeah i have some long-dated leaps uh which have been hit hard and tesla stock um yeah and uh it's it's painful just seeing it go down you know i've had to close out a small portion um to cover make sure i'm not going to get any kind of margin call because i've had to pay taxes and i've borrowed to pay taxes instead of selling to pay taxes before you know so i'm paying i'm getting um you know the there's uh the market you know gods are coming back against me for trying to use any margin to pay taxes i think i should i should my lesson is i should should just sell whatever i need to pay taxes and not try to take margin loans to pay taxes yeah that's basically what i'm learning <laughs> yeah i hear you <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a tough one man um tough one. yeah yeah tesla down yeah I have, I have mixed feelings on this like on one hand um i mean this is what why i i kind of you know, I, I tell you and others how I, I kind of, in my mind, I discount the value mm -hmm. of my portfolio, you know, sometimes like 70% or something. Yeah. Because it's always in the back of my mind that something like this can happen. It's like... And it will happen, right? From time yeah. to time, you know it will happen. You just don't know when, right? Exactly. So I mean, now. it's the reverse of the optimism in the market. It get, the optimism gets all sucked out. And then it goes the other way where people get really risk averse. Uh, multiple start shrinking, you know, people start hoarding cash, um, and things get ridiculous in terms of, you know, valuations. And so, um, yeah, for me, it's like, I don't know, it's just, a, a, it's kind of a mental hack, a psychological hack where I don't really count the, the all time highs as my kind of, yeah. you know, portfolio value at that time. Yeah. I, I kind of look at it, okay, a few years back. So I'll be like, okay, um, it could, it could be up there in, let's say in yeah. value, but it has to last a few years in order for, you know, it to be more stable. So I don't know. I think, um, um, we're in for definitely, it's been a, it's been a rough patch this year. Um, definitely uh, crazy stuff, you know, who would have guessed, um, not just the markets, but a war in Ukraine, you've got, you know, Ch China situation, um, inflation yeah. much, much hotter than people expected or most people at least. Yeah. So, yeah, a ton of stuff going on. Um, Elon Musk getting political. So this is kind of like a confusing thing for I think a lot of people. Um, mm. I think people are torn because they want to support Elon Musk, those who are Tesla shareholders and, and fans of him. But sometimes the way he says things um, can either rub people the wrong direction or they don't understand why he's being so vocal and political and making enemies you know, by doing mm -hmm. so. So like, how do you, how do you process all this? Like Elon is getting really, I mean, he's not just being getting political. He's actually choosing sides, right? So yeah, this past yeah. week, he actually said, Hey, forget the Democrats. I'm voting Republican. Republican. And he starts lashing out on like the I'm Democrats. Blood and stuff. Yeah. 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 So what's going on? Is this, is this like, is this something new or different that Elon is doing? Is he becoming more kind of like politicized in his kind of, you know, um, tweets and stuff like what's your take? Yeah. I mean, you've studied him as long as me and you know him as well or better than me too. I mean, we've seen all this stuff. We've, we've been trying to get in his mind for over 10 years now. And this does not surprise me. I mean, I think it surprises a lot of people that are sort of new to the Tesla scene maybe, but it does not surprise me. You know, I know what I'm getting into supporting Elon and Tesla and Elon, you know, he's a free thinker, free, he'll, he's unfiltered. A lot of times it's refreshing to a lot of people, but some people want him to be more filtered and speak more politically correct, you know, but I don't think that's what makes Elon, you know, Elon just is going to be who he wants to be. And, uh, you have to accept that as a t if you're going to be a Tesla investor and if it's too much for you, it's not the right company for you. Um, but you know, he's speaking personally on this stuff. He's not speaking on behalf of Tesla, but I know it gets roped together. Right. And yeah. people can't separate the two things a lot of times. Um, so it's, it's, it's tricky. 
certainly yeah. causes a lot of headlines and a lot of FUD. But, you know, this too shall pass in terms of the headlines and FUD. You know, it always does. We've been through lots of waves of FUDs and headlines and with Elon, you know, lashing out about whatever it is, uh, you know, calling that uh, the, the diver uh, a pedo guy one time. Mm -hmm. And there's things before that, too, you know. Um, so what do you think, Dave? I mean, what's your thought? Are you kind of in agreement? Or yeah, it's like I, I'm scratching my head a bit because, I mean, you know, he's Elon's been relatively kind of, you know, I want to say quiet, but uh, mild mannered, you know, on Twitter yeah. for the past few years. We haven't had like yeah. these big episodes um, that much. Um, but it's like a different situation than four years ago or so. Um, let's say, you know, back when Tesla was struggling. So you have Tesla, a much more mature company. Um, mm. uh, it's a it's a mega cap company, one of the top, you know, companies yeah, it out there. doesn't ever need to raise money again. Yeah, so you've got this interesting dynamic where before Tesla was super dependent on Elon for its survival. And now you've got this thing where it's a mix where Tesla mm -hmm. isn't completely dependent on Elon for its survival because it could do well, um, but mm -hmm. it's, it's still dependent on Elon for these future option calls, you know, of RoboTaxi, yeah. of Optimus, et cetera, and for mega, you know, crazy growth. So there you, there you have that dynamic there where it's a little bit of a different type of dependence on Elon than let's mm -hmm. say four or five years ago. And then Elon's position has radically changed where he's now the wealthiest person in the world, at least much more influence still is. Yeah. Yeah. Much more influence, much more, you know, people's eyes on him. And he feels like, I think he feels like SpaceX is going well, Tesla is going well, his other companies are going well, but he's getting more concerned about the political landscape. And he's actually starting to think that politics in certain ways is a threat to humanity and society for the future. And so he's starting to include that into his kind of mission statement his view of the world right having to yeah. perhaps you know make a positive change in in politics right yeah um so this is a i think a new shift um and it's happened after we've seen kind of tesla and spacex become more mature more kind of off of life support you know um their missions are intact and so elon's able to enlarge his mission the question though is it's like this this mission of politics it's so sticky and it's so messy very ugly yeah yeah and it's not a straightforward kind of business like here's a product and here's engineering you just toss a bunch of engineering and and yeah. make an awesome product and you know you make a company yeah. right it's it's, it's yeah. different than that right it's politics yeah. is played in 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 a ruthless manner and it's like there's so many shades of gray you know it's like yeah it's not this um objective kind of game and so I don't know. It seems like a, a big risk for Elon to to dive into politics the way he's doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's worth it? Do you think? Um, do you I mean, I think it's it? inevitable. He's growing to be such a big force of nature and all of the world economy. You know, internationally. You know, not just the U.S., China, and other places. You know, it's inevitable that he's going to get dragged into politics and dirtied. You know, mud's going to be slung at him and. You know, it's inevitable that it's going to tick him off sooner or later. And he's going to just kind of like, so maybe it's better to, to kind of get this out of the way now instead of like later on it being a bigger blow up, but almost like him not embracing it, but like mm -hmm. he's not embracing it, but he's just acknowledging like, hey, I'm going to be part of the, the political game now. Like, you know, I'm going to voice my opinion on whether I'm voting Republic, Republican or Democrat. Maybe he needs to do that sooner or later so that they actually court him to like, instead mm -hmm. of like, punish him trying to like make their own base energize like billionaires stink you know elon's an example you know maybe they should be courting him and saying like elon uh you know we're gonna pass these policies that'll help your businesses grow and it's better humanity what do you think you know or what can we craft it better you know they should be doing something like that you know and, and maybe this will help set the stage for that um in some way shape or form Part of me also wonders if the twitter you know i i the more i think about it the more i'm on 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 uh on the page with elon that he has to take twitter over like i feel like it's a the more i think about it the more i think it is a major threat to civilization as we know it you know social media clickbait you know algos you know harnessing their you know our brains to like get reactions from each other and create mobs you know 
who would you, who else would you want to kind of like take control of that versus Elon, right? Like, I don't want some company that's trying to maximize quarterly earnings to be in control of that. You know, it's like, that's mm-hmm. not what I want. And then you have, you don't know where that's going then, you know, I'd rather someone who's like principle driven to like maximize a good future for humanity to be in control of like one of those major, you know, uh, nervous systems in control of it, which is Twitter, you know, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think, tw- I mean, I think Twitter is actually a really good thing for him to get control of. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, like I'm in favor of the acquisition for sure. I mean, I think, um, yeah, Elon will, will, as much as he's like, I think here's the thing with politics, I think people are more often wrong than, than right. Meaning mm-hmm. it's like, it's so tricky and it's so, there's so many variables and oftentimes there isn't a clear uh, solution. Um, lots of trade-offs. And so um, I think Elon will do a good job being relatively in the, in the, in, a, I wouldn't say a completely neutral position, but he wants to be fair. Right. And so he'll, he won't, I don't think manipulate, you know, Twitter to, to meet his needs, but, um, yeah. but that said, so yeah, I mean, but that said, it's like, the question is, you know, I think he'll do a good job, but I mean, this is like, this is painful, man. This is ruthless. I mean, okay. So we have the Twitter acquisition test. Uh, Twitter stock is at what? 37 bucks or something right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the market is discounting, you know, the acquisition price of $54. So, you know, they're thinking probably more than a 50% chance this is going to either fall through or it's going to be repriced. Right. Yeah. Um, and then in the midst of all this, Elon comes out strong saying he's going to vote Republican. The Democrats are just, you know, filled with hate and division, (laughs) all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets, um, you know, just like, um, I don't know, just like slaughtered on or not slaughtered. He just gets ripped on, you know, with, with, with these crazy, um, crazy allegations. So let's, I want to, let's talk about these allegations for a second. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, for me, it's like, we've got to, I think, give Elon the benefit of the doubt, um, until proven, you know, guilty. Otherwise. And it, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, in Elon's case, he's clearly given like a challenge saying, Hey, you know, to show, to describe any hidden marks of scars or tattoos or, or something. And yeah. there's been nothing, you know, um, on the, um, on that side. And so I don't know, for me, it's like the, the allegations at this point of time, there is not enough evidence you know, to, to even consider or to pursue it. There needs, the the accusers need to bring out clear evidence, you know, and Elon's, you know, is, is, is being, I think, open and fair with that. So I think, you know, it's a basis claim, but it just mentals a lot of people in the markets. Yeah. Including, including Elon, it makes him a little mental, probably, you know, the way he's, you know, why wouldn't it, right? Yeah. Probably half the population is like taking it seriously, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just the fact that it's there, right? Um, as a possibility, which, and that's yeah. like that's like a, it's like um, it's something that he it probably wouldn't have happened, right? Unless if he didn't go for the Twitter acquisition, right. if he wasn't perhaps yeah. so boldly, you know, um, switching. It's probably like waiting. It could have been like yeah. waiting in the wings for like years, and like, oh, if Elon steps on us, we can throw this out at there. Who knows? Or it might have just been something that they drudged up right away as soon as he started going against the Democrat, you know, I don't know, but it's very suspicious, the timing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much do you think this hurt Tesla stock this past week? Or it was mostly on Friday, you know? Yeah. I think it hurt it. Um, you know, if I had to put a number on it, 30 to $40, if I had to put a number on it, you know, I would say yeah. Tesla would still have been ended the day down a little bit, but not, you know, the market rebounded at the end of the day on Friday, but Tesla was still down what 50 bucks or something. But yeah, you know, a lot of the EVs like Rivian and Lucid were also, I think down for the day, a, a couple percent. So, you know, that I feel like it hurt it a little bit. Um, yeah. So, and then he put out the call for the litigation team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's serious like that, that he's very serious about that litigation team like he put the yeah. two principles he wrote them out like we will never pursue a case we know is not we're we'll always no matter how much we're going to always do it so do you think he's going to go after you know henry blodgett and business insider with this stuff or, yeah i mean like, like anyway peter Thiel helped hulk hogan take down yeah. gawker do you think he's going to try to take yeah. down business insider i wouldn't be surprised yeah actually that's actually interesting um yeah i mean yeah. i originally i i was thinking like you know, this is a Elon issue, you know, meaning the allegations against him, like 
what does Tesla have to do with it? But then it does impact Tesla's valuation tremendously. Um, and if there are false yeah. allegations, right, against your CEO, which, you know, tanks the market. And it's not just yeah. that. You saw the the tweets, I think it was by Unusual Whale, but um, basically yeah. a huge put position was was put out on the day before. Um, yeah. And this was, I think it was like a 650 out of, you know, out of the like money. 60 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. Like so that. it's like, it's very like crazy unusual. out of the money. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I think it was like a 10 to 20 X, you know, return one day. Um, but yeah, that stuff, I think, um, like should be looked at a little closer. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think the SEC will do anything, but perhaps if Elon, you know, and if a Tesla justice team actually pursues something, maybe it'll uncover, you know, kind of like yeah. what were the communications of these businesses? How big was that put position by the unusual whale? Was it like, I think it was a lot. It was like a hundred thousand. It was like a ridiculous number of share contracts. It was like a very big yeah, position. I thought it was like 25,000 contract. I forget, I forget That's exactly. A lot, though. That's a yeah. lot for a short term, yeah. like two day out, two day expiry, right? Yeah. yeah. It was the next day expiry actually. It was yeah, next right? day expiry. It was like 70 or $80 out of the money. And they used to call him, that guy, Henry Blodgett's like banned from trading securities for the rest of his life, you know, and yeah. uh, apparently, but he's probably got friends or family that aren't banned, you know, and yeah. he can signal them, hey, buy, you know, you just, and, you know, people that know, and it, that yeah. they call it like business insider trading is what the nickname yeah. of the firm is. I mean, is if there's guy. something so blatant, like this crazy put position the day before, like the day of or a day before yeah. this gets released, um, and it's <laughs> yeah. way out of the money, you know, I mean, yeah. the SEC should, you know, look should into this. Look at that and just yeah, see. Like, I mean, not, not like the person's guilty, but they should be able to find the broker who did it and and, re, and exactly. trace which account it came yeah, from, yeah. and then, you know, try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could. Um, maybe a lawsuit could help. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking. You know, I have mixed feelings about this Tesla. I guess justice at tesla.com. That was the email that Elon used, right? Is, yeah. um, justice. I mean. I think partially, I mean, I, I empathize because back with the SEC settlement in 2018, Elon was, it was clear to me, he didn't want to settle, but he yeah. felt forced to settle because of the damage it would take to Tesla. Um, yeah. And they needed just, to raise capital or debt again at some point. Yeah. yeah. A prolonged kind of, you know, battle with SEC wouldn't be, wouldn't have been good. Um, no. So Elon felt forced to even, and I think he regrets it in some ways because he feels like he accepted a bad deal like you know a, a deal that made him look bad when he felt yeah. like he didn't do you know um, yeah. bad um and i think perhaps i'm not sure with this this uh flight attendant um i'd be curious i mean i think we're, we're gonna get more details eventually you know i think but so too if there was a, a a settlement perhaps elon like was like hey i don't want to settle this but it was like 2018 i think the the or settlement 16. it happened the settlement was 2018. Like, yeah, yeah 18 so it's probably the same year and so like tesla's on the yeah. brink and maybe yeah. this person is threatening like, to to go to the, all yeah. the outlets and elon's like this is a false story but he's like and everyone around him is saying just up. just yeah. settle right just settle we'll move yeah. on right um and maybe a dozen suits like that brought him you know people are trying to like collect yeah. money on a wounded uh animal almost you know you're just like yeah. kicking it while it's down trying to suck extra money suing them knowing they'll settle because they're already in a precarious position maybe yeah and, like a- and i think for elon he's like a um i wish i didn't settle all these case these cases because yeah. it's it it comes it bites you later you know later, and yeah. i think that's probably the the motivation behind you know Tesla's new legal team or this in-house litigation team, the idea is like, let's not get bullied anymore, you know, Um, and be forced to settle these things we don't agree with. Let's actually fight for what's right, Um, which is interesting because, I mean, it kind of goes with with his critique of woke woke mind virus a bit Mm. because part of the woke mind virus that he's critiquing is, kind of this cultural phenomenon where you have people ultra critical, um, intolerant of certain things where, you know, you might cancel a person or a whole like, you know, thought um, and people and people are scared of, of each other. They're scared of the mob that is outraged mob. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the, this response that Elon is saying is like, Hey, you know, 
first, I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to just, what's so bad? Okay, this is this is the Elon Musk side. What's so bad about just saying you're going to vote for Republicans or, you know, or a party? <laughs> he's not, he's yeah. not saying, like, he's not threatening, like, some crazy, yeah, you know, death to whatever, you yeah. know, the, the Democrats. Yeah. He's just saying, I'm going to vote Republican, right? He doesn't really like the Democrats right now. Yeah. But people take it like this, it's like this crazy, like, I don't know what. <laughs> it's just like this bomb, right? And it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's more... Um, if you look back at it, you know, in a few months or a year, people are like, whatever, it wasn't that big of a deal. But it's like in the moment, people are so heated that yeah. it becomes a big deal. And I think partially the cultural critique, you know, is people don't want to, you know, sh say what they mean, what they what they want to say. They're scared. Um, Elon is um, going to fight that and just say what he wants to say, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the same thing with 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 the whole legal thing you know it's like um he'll you know rather than just giving and being scared of settlements he's like forget it you know yeah. i'm not gonna settle in, in, anymore um yeah. i'm just gonna do what's right and so it's yeah. it's a it's an interesting countercultural kind of move by elon you know saying i'm not gonna be scared of it of all this like crazy stuff anymore you know um but yeah, it's and it, it takes people off guard because how many people are really doing that? How many billionaires are sticking their head on the line, like on Twitter, right? With with edgy yeah. tweets, it's like no yeah. one wants to to play that game, you know? No, um, yeah, and they're all had, afraid to put stuff on Twitter. Yeah, they're all like, uh, now Jeff Bezos is sort of getting in the mix a little <laughs> bit more, which is nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you need more yeah. of that. Yeah, you need more yeah, people. Exactly. I want to hear more billionaire, you know, instrumental people that have built incredible success. I want to hear them voice their thoughts on yeah. Twitter. I mean, people are going to say, you know, that, yeah, but you're right. The, the woke culture makes it so dangerous because you say something, you know, that's a little bit that can be read wrong. Or if you say something that in five or 10 years is like looked at as being terrible, but it's not terrible today, then it'll come back to really get you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's also part of the cultural phenomenon is like you're never forgiven you know yeah, of yeah. something that you've said so something like yeah. a year ago two years ago five years ago you're still like held accountable for you know everything and it's like no what if your mind has changed you know or what if you are yeah. wrong like can't you just can't people there's this other side of the story which is can't people just kind of give some grace and you know yeah. just like move on you know like people yeah. make mistakes yeah. are you perfect you know um yeah but you don't have a lot of that you know i mean it's just, um, yeah, it's a very harsh kind of, you know, um, culture, especially when people are outraged. Um, and part, yeah. part of me thinks that Elon's doing the right thing when he's just saying, hey, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just going to say stuff and I'm going to be wrong sometimes too. Yeah. But if people can't have the, this ounce of kindness, ounce of like, you know, being a little bit like, gracious to somebody or to anybody, and they're gonna have to like just be so like bitter, you know, for the rest of their life because of one small thing, you know, he said. Then it's like, what can he do? He's like, you know, I don't know. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, those people, yeah, can uh, they're gonna be miserable no matter what because other people are gonna, you know, piss them off too, and yeah. they're just never gonna, you know, let go of things or. Yeah, it's a crazy world, social media, and uh, I think he, I think he sees how much crazier it's getting, the trajectory it's on. You know, <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I got to take a hold of this, or you know, this is a real threat. To, you know, this could be the great filter. You know, like the, <laughs> that he talks about. So, you know, and, and you, then you have like the, the interesting the timing of it is that you know, even though it's sort of being delayed right now, you know, he kind of probably put a buffer in there no one will be delayed but mm -hmm. he'll have control and his his whatever changes he's going to impact onto the algorithm and twitter with getting rid of bots and all that and um you, you gotta think that it'll be in place by the time the 2024 election cycle really starts and kicks into gear and there's a good chance trump is going to be running again for the 2024 election right so you know just imagine if elon doesn't take twitter over and the bots get worse and the, you know, censoring gets worse, then Twitter's going to be a completely left-wing apparatus. You know, I think a lot of people, even moderate Republicans might leave Twitter just because, you know, so many things will be censored against anything positive for Trump or any, anyone thinking Republican is the way to go in the 2024 election. It would just, it would fragment the, 
the population potentially even more than it already is in, in my eyes. Right. So, so maybe he's trying to kind of front run that. So do you think this, do you think Elon Musk's acquisition will shift the election results? Well, has potential to shift the election results. I don't know to which way it could shift it either way. Yeah. If there was like two parallel universes, I think it'll yeah. have an effect, but I don't know which way it's going to have the effect. Maybe it'll make people vote Democrat versus Republican, or maybe it'll make more people vote Republican. I'm not sure which way it'll affect it, but it'll, it'll create a calmer, a more tame environment around politics. Then it'll still be, you know, probably on edge for a lot of people, but I think it'll be much calmer in the, in the universe where Elon takes it over versus the universe he doesn't take it over. You know, that's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's so many unknowns with this uh, Twitter acquisition. Yeah. Um, Did you know, I mean, <laughs> there's something interesting I learned recently. Uh, I don't know how true it is. Maybe, you know, take this with a grain of salt. And, uh, but I, I, I talked to someone recently who, who, mentioned they were, you know, I was at a dinner and there was lots of people and I found out this person's like a, I guess they called themselves a Trump publican. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And I was like, you know, his policies, I thought were pretty effective. A lot of them and people vote on person versus policy, unfortunately, and blah, blah, blah. And so I was sympathizing and they're like, yeah, he's going to run again. And I was like, oh, really? How you? They were like, oh, I was on the, his committee the last time around. And now we were talking about Elon Musk too. And they were like, yeah, he, he talked to Elon every day. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. I mean, Trump called everyone every day and he talked to Elon every day for things. And, and they just explained that, like, uh, even though Elon publicly had to, you know, get off of the Trump, you know, policy team or whatever, because there was like people buying like million dollar advertisements in California, to drive trucks around, like saying boycott Elon as long as he's advising Trump or whatever, you know, things like that. Maybe he realized like publicly I can't be supportive, but I'm offer I'm always willing to help the country if Trump needs to ask my advice on something. That's my thought. And they probably had some like special connection, like phone connect. And Trump maybe called lots of business leaders all the time. Like this person said, that makes sense to me. Mm. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's you, I, this? The source is I don't know how yeah, verifiable. I think, it, yeah, I think it's a bad source. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the reason the reason why is I I I vaguely remember an interview Elon did where, where he's saying like I think this is this for the second half of Trump's term that he really didn't have any like correspondence with Trump anymore or basically yeah. anything. It was pretty much cut off. Um, it was just in that first few months. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember that those comments. So yeah, mm. it seems like something um, probably didn't Yeah. Happen, maybe it was a bad source, we'll but yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I mean, in my mind, I think there's a chance it happened like that, but I don't really yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, why, uh, mind, uh, wait, woke mind virus. So, Elon seems to be really riled up saying that he thinks this woke mind virus is a threat to society, a threat to going to Mars. Um, it's a big deal for him. Um, I have, I have question marks though. If mm -hmm. like, if wokeism is really the, the main issue, you know mm -hmm. I mean? It seems like this whole concept of woke, wokeism, woke mind virus, it seems too, I guess, first off, it's too loosely defined. It's like, you know, it, there, there's different currents, you know, of what's happened in the past, let's say five or 10 years, or even longer, that has really, you know, led to different things that have happened in our society. But I think to label it as just kind of like this wokeism is like mm. the, this threat to society. I think it perhaps oversimplifies a lot of these comp more complex issues at hand um, mm -hmm. that I think both sides of the party have major problems. Um, yeah, it does more damage than yeah. good in some ways. It's like a more, it creates more of an us versus them thing or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I wish it would be something a little bit more easily to under easily understood. Like, you know, like rather than this like yeah. labeling some, you know, whatever woke thing, like, I don't know, call it for something that, you know, a, a 10, 10 year old can understand and that both yeah. sides and, and that it applies to both sides, you know, yeah. like both Democrats and the Republicans perhaps have a big issue, you know, a big problem to solve. Um, perhaps, and they, they could represent it in different ways, meaning they could struggle with that, these issues or these, you know, things in different ways. But, um, yeah, I don't know this, this kind of blaming one side for kind of the totality of certain problems 
I think it often ignores, you know, the deep rooted problems in the other side. I don't know. What are your thoughts with that? I agree. I mean, it's just fanning flames to the fire when you're labeling groups of people or, or thought, you know, when you're making those labels on things, especially something that's not flattering, it's like a name calling thing, you know, it's just, it's tough. I mean, the way I think of politics, I mean, I think there's a little bit of Democrat and Republican inside of all of us, you know, and some of us migrate more towards the Republican type of thinking and others more towards Democrat type of thinking or whatever, but we have a little bit of both in us, both all of us, I think. And the way I think of it is one side often thinks about certain, uh, you know, things as the way it is. And the other side thinks of things as the way it should be. And that's how like they, they, they butt heads because they all both Republicans and Democrats aspirationally want the same goal, right? We all want, we all want to be better off and have a, a better future and in, you know, equality. And, you know, then there's like, you know, equal opportunities versus equal outcomes. That's a big debate, right? Like there should be equal outcomes, but no, that's not how it happens, right? There's actually equal, there should be equal opportunities. That's not how it happens, you know, but there's just like, um, there's a lot of philosophical differences, I guess, between the Republicans and Democrats and, it's hard to see the other point of view when it's like wokeism name calling, or I don't know what's the name for the Trump Trumpsters or whatever for the other side. I don't know what they call them these days, but there's like name calling on both sides. Right. And it's usually describing the far left or the far right. Though. Exactly, the, yeah. the moderates in the middle make up maybe 70% of the population. And then it's the 15% on either side that are the most vocal that, yeah. um, you know, get most of the headlines, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, sadly, it it is, it it seems like, you know, the the extremes on both sides, um, I mean, oftentimes the extremes have the most, I guess, at stake. They're willing to risk it the most, put in the most. um, And... Yeah. Um, like in the Republicans, there was the Tea Party. That was sort of like sort of yeah. an extreme right movement when the Republicans had control of Congress and all that. Right. And that was a little uncomfortable for even moderate Republicans, I would say. Mm-hmm. And now that the Democrats have control of, you know, Congress and the president, then you have the ex- sort of the extreme left, you know, wokists or whatever you want to call them, kind of inching their way forward with policies and it's making the moderate Democrats uncomfortable, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. To me, I just, man, I, I think. I guess my concern, or I don't say, yeah, my skepticism, my skepticism, my concern is, is there are major issues, I think, um, and uh, root, deeply rooted, I think, problems, both on the extreme left on, and on the extreme right. Yeah. And um, I just think that, you know, the path forward is to galvanize, you know, more of the moderates with a strong kind of, um, worldview slash agenda slash co- uh, cohesiveness, you know, where you bring kind of sanity to to this yeah. whole whole yeah. whole or, ordeal, rather yeah. than siding with one of the extremes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. that's where I hope Elon doesn't veer off to by accident. Where he might, yeah. he, I mean, he's he's saying he's still moderate, right? Um, yeah. But the way he's going to be perceived by certain people yeah, are, is going to be, oh, he's extreme, whatever, right now, whatever. And he wants to destroy yeah. the left completely. And that's not yeah. the case, but, you know, it's all, no. it's like the perception. That's how it's going to be perceived, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know about you, but I think back to like the 1980s and the early 90s, the, you know, the election cycles and the media coverage, I was younger then, but I think I understood what was going on to some degree. And it just seemed back then it was more discussion about moderate left versus moderate right. I didn't know at the time. It just seemed like politics, but I didn't know. But now looking back from where we are now, it seemed like back then it was much more moderate left versus moderate right discussions or, or debates. And now it's like extreme left, extreme right debates, and it's making things more polarizing. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like the extreme left and right have created these kind of worldviews where each other are like basically they've demonized the other side and there's no common ground yeah. anymore. So when you get together, it's just like yelling and fighting and there's no respect for each other and yeah. each other's sides, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's deeply concerning. Um, 
Yeah, and this is part of the. That's the thing, you know. Um, I think, um, and I think Elon, he's smart. He understands a lot of this stuff, and I think he'll get it yeah. right, you know. Um, but like, I think I I feel much more confident or comfortable if Elon was more galvanizing the moderates, like the in the middle. Mm. You know, let's say the eighty. To me, I think it's like probably like 80 percent in the middle who don't really yeah. resonate. I mean, they res they they might side with the left, extreme left or extreme right in certain issues, but they do so because there's no real strong middle. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. it's not voiced. The middle is not voiced yeah. enough. Exactly, you get too much of voice to the extremes because the squeaky wheel gets the grease in the advertising clickbait business model, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a crazy. Yeah. I mean, the question also then is, will Elon be able to make the Republican Party a moderate party? You know, I mean, that's a possibility, you know, if he actually, you know, supports these certain candidates, kind of influences the party where it moves away from this extreme right into this more, you know, kind of close to center right. Then he put some tweets out that he thinks the uh, Republicans are more moderate right now because, you know, they sort of whatever party is out of power. He I think he mentioned yeah. something like yeah. it typically has to stay more moderate to get more voters while the party that's in power, you know, they listen. Yeah, to their- I was I was reading that. I was like, I don't know if that, that was the case, because if you look at what happened with Trump, he didn't mm-hmm. get into office because the Republicans were more moderate. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, he was kind of an exception. He was a different case. Yeah, he was definitely an anomaly for sure. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just him. It was a large group in on the conservative side, but more on the extreme conservative side, who mm-hmm. had developed this very kind of hardcore ideology and movement around, let's say, anti-immigration and all this other stuff that has had really kind of and actually like this disgruntled, you know, against the establishment. And mm-hmm. they brought this together where Trump became kind of like he leapfrogged into that spokesman. He identified and empathized with the ongoing kind of movement that was already happening. But that wasn't a moderate movement, in my opinion, that got yeah. him elected. Um, but it yeah, was it just seems, like a disruptive yeah. movement that was like anti-politician disruptive yeah. movement in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, right now it does seem the Rep- Republican Party is kind of at this moment of, let's say, confusion, of crisis, they're not exactly sure where to go right now, you know, because yeah. <laughs> there are some yeah. extreme voices like, I don't know if we want to go that route again, right? Um, yeah. But the moderate voices aren't strong enough, right? They don't have enough, like, really grit and um, appeal. So, yeah, yeah it's an interesting time. Well, I think I mean, the odds makers are putting, I think, Trump to be the nominee at the highest. Uh, I have to check huh. again, but I was looking, but I think he's the highest uh percentage right now for 2024 at least for the presidential nominee but a lot of can change in a couple of years i mean he, he's got to yeah. be like 82 years old now i mean bernie i guess is like yeah, 79 yeah. or 80 you know yeah. not bernie sanders bernie sanders is older than trump i think but i mean biden's like 90 or 80 years old they're all, all these people are so old why can't we get some younger politicians yeah. i don't know it's frustrating yeah. i mean it would be interesting if elon kind of became friends with kind of some up-and-coming you know kind of yeah. more like andrew moderate. yang he pushed for that would have been interesting yeah yeah like more moderate leaning you know um party i mean maybe he chooses republican but he he tries to elevate the moderate kind of Mm -hmm. forward thinking people and maybe he could recruit some from the left moderate side too i don't know um but yeah it would be interesting to see that going forward i mean Yeah. yeah um yeah, we'll see, man. Politics. Yeah, I'm sure Elon has a plan, though. So the positive yeah. side of all this is, even though Elon's getting more, in a way, political, um, I think he's shown over the years to still be extremely focused, to have a head, he, his head is on regarding to business and um, tending to Tesla and SpaceX um, he knows these missions are ultra critical. He understands his roles in these companies. Um, he sees the potential with Optimus, with Robotaxi. He knows what it's going to take to to get to make it happen. So I think the positive or the bigger picture is I don't think Elon is going to lose sleep and become unfocused over some of the things he's doing. I think mm-hmm. he's. I mean, he's proven over, you know, over 15 years, almost 20 years, right, with SpaceX and Tesla to be so ridiculously laser focused on company yeah. execution. It's not like you do 20 years of laser focused execution and then you're like, oh, okay, I'm kind of bored, you know? It's like that doesn't yeah. happen that way, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. um, he's shown that 
yeah, of any CEO out there, he's going to remain focused. He's going to execute well. Um, and mm -hmm. so in that sense, you know, I don't have really too much concern about Tesla, the company, and how it's going to impact Tesla's execution. But um, on the other hand, there are certain risks involved. For example, institutional investors don't like this drama. They don't like no. a no, political they like CEO. They don't like, yeah. you know, allocations coming forth. They don't, you know, this is just all craziness to them, right? It's not yeah. going to help, you know, um, investors. Um, yeah, uh, or new investors, or even inst institutional yeah. investors. And then, you know, there is this issue of, can Elon become so polarizing that he starts to turn off a certain large segment of society that actually, you know, needlessly turns off people from the actual product as well, mm. you know? like mm. And obviously this is going to be a, a scale, right? It's not going to be like yes or no. There's going to be some people turned off. The, the mm -hmm. question is, over time, like how many people get turned off? Yeah, right? is it going to be 0.1% or is it going to be 10% or Exactly, right. And it, a large a large part of that is going to be on what's Elon's trajectory in how he approaches, right, politics. Like how is he yeah. going to speak out and what he's, what his plan is, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. What do, what do you think about certain risks? Um, like That's that a good going point. Forward? Yeah, I think it'll be between like 0.1% and 1% that are turned off enough where they're not going to buy his products, you know, or, or mm -hmm. anything, you know, and, and they'll be vocal about it. So it'll seem like more, but I think in the end, it'll be like less than 1% of the population. Um, so that's my thought. And, and the politics is, is risky overall, just him diving into giving opinions about this stuff, especially in a time where, you know, it's very polarizing or it has been. Um, so, it, 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 you know, there's a lot to say. I, I would feel a lot better if he gets a serious girlfriend again. You know, like he seems to do well when he's in a serious relationship. Like he seems happier genuinely as any, you know, man would be when they're like in a good quality relationship. I feel like, you know, you're state, you're more stable. You just, there's just something different about it. And for Elon, in my observances is like, he seems to be the most, do a lot of his best work or be the, you know, when he's, but it has to be like, it can't be a crazy relationship that's like you know up and down up and down you know i think like amber heard that one was crazy for him probably from what i remember but uh yeah you know and to little riley i think was up and down you know a couple times but if you can get you know and he's a he's a quirky guy obviously but so are some of his girlfriend you know if he could find the right partner you know you know that, that <laughs> it sounds crazy that we're talking about <laughs> person, but I, it has an effect on tesla and everything else he's working on you know yeah. it has a big effect so mm -hmm. i think that uh you know if he could find settle down with a with a partner i think that would be that he you know that would be helpful but i don't know yeah. if that's going to happen yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I leave that stuff to him <laughs> yeah leave it to yeah, him like, yeah, yeah we'll know if and when it happens you know yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, i hope definitely. he he finds happiness on that part of his life you know mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i mean overall i'm i'm optimistic about all this stuff even though there are legitimate risks and concerns i think he's only doing the twitter acquisition and kind of this political kind of impact move because he has the space and the time and availability and he feels the responsibility to do so you know i think if tesla yeah. and spacex were in worse positions um that needed him more i think you know he probably would wait um but yeah, yeah. i mean not too concerned overall though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do you, so, so with your Tesla stock, I mean, yeah. what price does it get to where you start getting like extra nervous? Like you have that 70% down, we're almost 70% down from the all time highs. I mean, it gets to like 450 or 500. It's like 70% down from the all time. Yeah. Highs, so I was like, um, I was thinking about that and I, like, um, I was watching this Gene Munster interview on electrified Dylan Loomis's channel. And, um, mm -hmm. today I think, and, uh, Gene Munster's view is it's amazing. He's actually held like 50, he's a 50% 50 cash still or something crazy. Um, but he thinks that the second half of this year, he wants to position himself like fully invested to, because he thinks next year is going to be really good. Um, he thinks 80, we're 80% 80 already kind of into the pain. Um, and I, I think that, I mean, no one can, can know the exact amount because the markets are so f fluid and uh, they change all the time, but that seems yeah. pretty reasonable in a way, you know, saying, Hey, yeah, it's, it's hopefully 80% of the pain. Yeah. Is in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
<laughs> and it makes sense actually next year would actually be pretty good um yeah. after a year like this um, i remember thinking that in january like middle january i thought that <laughs> here we are another 80 percent down after that yeah yeah exactly or yeah. whatever you know not 80 percent um, down more but you know well yeah. i heard a joke what's the quickest what's the quickest way for a uh a stock to be down 90 percent a growth tech stock to go down 90 percent the quickest way yeah um quickest way is to be um, down 80 percent and then cut cut in half <laughs> yeah so a lot of companies already cut mm. down by like 80 yeah, percent exactly I'm, I'm, you know, something to say like you know like going down another got cut in half from here is is possible it's scary mm, i don't know <laughs> i hope not i hope not but, wait wait uh, what what was the joke wait was there it was like what's the quickest way for a growth <laughs> tech stock to be down 90 percent what's the what's the answer Oh, the answer is to be down 80% then get cut in half. Oh, okay. Got it's it, like, got what's it. the quickest way to become a millionaire is to be like a billionaire and start a rocket company. Kind of like one of those jokes. I see. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah. Not a good, um, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was, um, uh, one person I follow on Twitter, he was saying like, oh, he thinks, um, he's wait. he thinks Tesla's going to drop to $200. I don't think that's share, possible. Right? No way. And like, for me, it's like, I think that's actually helpful that someone's like saying that yeah. stuff because, because yeah. I am like, uh, so I'm like whipping out my spreadsheets and I'm like, uh, do you understand how much profit Tesla's, you know, like breaking yeah. in and, yeah. um, do you understand like what the, the P or V even, you know, ratio off of like, um, like, yeah, uh, that what what that's gonna be basically, right? And like yeah. for example, like I always like go back to to my spreadsheets, and it's like, um, <clears throat> yeah, of Q in twenty twenty three. So let's say next year, I'm looking at Tesla having, let's say, non gap net income of twenty six billion, gap income of about twenty four billion. So let's call it twenty five billion you know, a, yeah. a profit. Yeah. So for Tesla to go down to $200, that's like an eight or nine P or V ratio yeah, of next insane. year's earnings. Right? Growing 50%. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, are, are you telling me that, that the market's going to, I mean, anything could happen, right? But yeah. are you telling yeah. me like, you've actually looked at the numbers and you could say that, you know, the market's going to give a PRE ratio or multiple of eight or nine for 2023 yeah. earnings. It's like, to me, that's like, oh my gosh, you're just basically looking at a chart and you're scared yeah. thinking that it's yeah. going to continue to go down and you're looking at probably pre COVID levels or something say, oh, it's going to go back to, you know, pre COVID or something. And you're yeah. saying that's, that's, that's the, you know, the, the chart, that's what the chart is saying. But yeah. Tesla in 2019 going into 2020 is a radically different company, right? Yeah. two years fast forward it's a completely you know different pro profit generating machine than it was yeah. two or three years ago so yeah i mean to, and that's where i kind of like i'm thinking oh it's like that's what people are thinking that's you know they're mm -hmm. just waiting Some waiting people. for it to drop 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 and that's where i'm like oh it's like i think we're getting pretty close because now what do you think about this yeah. quarter though this quarter earnings yeah, that, coming that's up the deliveries that's the low point i think right yeah 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 so that's the whole thing you've got this this perfect storm of the market melting delivery. you've got yeah um this Q, this week q2 with the shanghai shutdown um and you've got the whole twitter elon musk thing it's like this whole just perfect storm around tesla yeah. just to crash the stock um and to yeah. obfuscate kind of like to 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 block people's view of the real story that's happening, which is this is a crazy compounding profit generating machine that's yeah. going to grow yeah. profits like insanely. Um, people yeah. are missing that. And so I think perhaps a narrative might stick around a little bit until we get Q2 or perhaps like, yeah, it's just like, you know, the FUD, the, the pressure around Q2 kind of yeah. climaxes and then, and then, you know, we're able to, to bounce. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. That could be some of what's going on now is like sell the rumor, buy the news. Instead of buy the rumor, sell the news, you know, like yeah. you hear that term. Maybe it could be like right now selling the rumor, buy the news. So like people are selling on such an underwhelming delivery number right now. Momentum traders or swing yeah. traders and institutions are kind of positioning themselves lighter on Tesla because they're getting ready to buy back after the delivery number. 
and maybe that'll be takeoff. Who knows? I mean, that'd be great. Um, yeah, let's see. Tesla does what people don't expect a lot, right? So we have a killer quarter after Q1 and we all expect to go up and starts tanking, but that's macro, yeah. a lot of that's macro market driven, but yeah. same thing with, uh, with this quarter, people probably expecting a very underwhelming delivery number compared to Q1. And, uh, instead of the stock going down another hundred points that day, maybe it'll go up a hundred. Who, know, who knows? This could be something like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think Tesla should do, uh, to, uh, do a share buyback or authorize something? I mean, uh, Leo Corn is kind of yeah. pushing for that. I can see both sides. I'm not really strongly feeling one way or the other. I would mm -hmm. say if it gets low enough, why not? You know, if it gets to like $500 or something, I would say, yeah. I mean, they last issued stock at like, I think it was like in the high 600s when they issued stock in December of 2020. And uh, so buying back in 500 now, you know, <laughs> would be a great bargain for them, especially as they have such a big balance sheet, maybe a billion a quarter or something, but, uh, I'm not sure they'll do that. Um, yeah. I don't know what else they're going to put their money to use for. I mean, they're going to be, their balance sheet's going to grow like much faster than people realize. What are they going to spend it all on so quickly? I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you think, Dave? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm torn too, but I kind of lean on like, you want the cash there in case of, you know, a recession and in case that it goes worse than expected, you mm. know, so you want ample, ample cash a big you want, geopolitical event between china yeah, and the US. you you yeah. want enough cash to basically you know what if all the factories were shut down for an entire year mm -hmm. could you just coast by with all your cash and just you know be okay like that's what you want as a company that type of cash you know balance um so um i think as you know test stock goes down but that's also reflective of the macro and the whole markets in general so you have escalated risk of recession so you're going to need those cash balances possibly like this is what they were meant for you know so yeah. you don't want to perhaps spend too early you know um into buying back when you, you know the the purpose of the of the of the cash was to you know be stronger in in tough times the question mark though is like is Bitcoin, Bitcoin balance. Like I tweeted, like, yeah, you know, should should Tesla sell Bitcoin and buy test buy back Tesla stock? See, Bitcoin yeah. was interesting because it was this play where Tesla wanted to um, get some more return on their cash than just mm -hmm. let's say cash um, in a safe place um, where they could easily access it for liquidity if needed. But what's happened is Bitcoin. I'm not sure if it's really lived up to its kind of safe place haven as this yeah. kind of inflation hedge, et cetera. It's like, it's, yeah. it's shown as a, um, to be a very, an, an asset that moves together with other speculative assets, yeah, it's right? Correlated to ARK yeah. ETF. Yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a correlated risk asset. Um, you know, it hasn't proven to be an inflation hedge or safe haven, et cetera. And in that sense, it's like, wouldn't Tesla be a better, kind of risk asset to hold, you know, yeah. the stock yeah. first, you know, if you're the company, your Tesla company, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't you want to hold your own risk asset, you know, your own asset, yeah. um, or put into, into cash, which would, you know, be less volatile, less, I don't know. It's just interesting thought, yeah. but it's not consequential because it's only like a billion dollars and it doesn't move the needle, you know, Tesla yeah. has, you know, close to 20 billion in cash. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always thought like Bitcoin is fascinating. It's like the blockchain innovation and, you know, I have some and I still have some. And, um, but, you know, in terms of like a scarce, I guess the big draw is the scarcity is so defined, you know, and it's like guaranteed into the blockchain codes, like, you know, but why can't a stock represent that? You know, like if you promise never to dilute, like issue more shares, I mean, there's going to be some dilution yeah. with stock grants maybe to some degree, but you know, if, if, if you have an incredible company stock that, you know, why can't a stock just represent the same type of scarcity of asset that you're trying to get with Bitcoin? I don't know. People yeah. saw Bitcoin go up so fast and stocks don't go up that fast. So I thought it was something different, but now from this point forward, yeah. I'm not sure Bitcoin goes up as fast as stocks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You know, crypto is in a tough place. Um, yeah. I mean, I think generally crypto, the vision of crypto, I think will live on. I think 
lots of innovation will happen. There's too many smart people, too many engineers, developers making cool stuff. I think the yeah. frameworks are, are interesting. Um, Bitcoin itself, I'm, so I have mixed feelings. Like I, I, I have a certain level of respect for Bitcoin as kind of this, you know, the most kind of um, aspiring or um, respected crypto asset out there. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the asset that, you know, people will resort to, you know, as like the number one asset. Um, <clears throat> and then you have Ethereum. So, I mean, it's basically Bitcoin and Ethereum are like this, this, the solid two. Right. Um, yeah. But I think um, when I look at the, the moat that Bitcoin has, I think a lot of, or some Bitcoin maximalists perhaps over, um, inflate the the actual moat, you know, or the vision. Too. Yeah, like they're like, oh, it can never be copied. Like, can zero be copied? Like, you know, whatever. It's like yeah. it's like the one and only. Like, and yeah. if you look at it from a, a, a some step steps back, it's like, uh, no, there's different ways to take out stuff. Like, technology is always taking out, disrupting different things, yeah. and. If you look at the main use cases of Bitcoin, there's different ways technology can come about and disrupt those use cases, you know, in mm -hmm. different ways. It's going to look different. Um, yeah. And that's my concern. It's like, and that's why it's like, I'm like, I choose Tesla personally over Bitcoin because Tesla, how, like, how hard is it to copy and, and knock out Tesla? Yeah, it's yeah. like impossible. Yeah, even underlying <laughs> business like, there. Bitcoin yeah. has no underlying business. It's just it's kind like, of a, a framework of belief system and some technology that, you know, leads to that belief system. But it's like you said, the technology can be displaced by another technology that's similar. But I do think with Bitcoin, you have that first mover advantage of a digital gold store of value asset. So for that case of the digital gold, I don't know if anyone else can take over that case, but uh, in terms of functionality and so forth, I think a lot of other Ethereum or something, other challenger could take it, take it. Yeah. 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 All right. Emmett, um, it's fun chatting. Um, always fun getting uh, your perspective on things. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially, you. <laughs> especially during times when things are crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's fun when I go to like a conference now and people are like, Hey, Emmett Peppers, I know you're from Dave's channel. Like you got like a quarter million subscribers now. It's like, I remember when we started doing this, you had 25,000 or something. Now you're uh, look at, you know, you've grown yeah. quite a bit. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Having a great time here. Um, all right. Um, I'll go ahead and link to um, Emmett's uh, your uh, Twitter profile, your YouTube channel as well. And um, yeah, um, everyone listening, have a great week. Um, wish you guys all the best. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys in our next video. Sounds good.